Hey everybody, welcome back to Black Card Rehab. It is a show where we go from zero to black, one episode at a time. I am joined, as always, by my white friend Paige. Hey Paige. Hello. Hi. On a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling SPF 100. Oh yeah. Because it is too damn hot for my frail white skin. I am sizzling like a slice of bacon. Uh, I'm not built for this weather. I'm just not. I I need to be someplace with lots of snow and a lot less sunlight. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I ended up here. I ended up here. I feel like I would thrive in Minnesota. Um, (laughs) And Crystal, on a scale from zero to black, how are you doing today? I'm feeling Della Reese's pinky toe. Um, yes. Ready to retire. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ready ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I'm doing okay. It is hot. We are uh, lucky to not be experiencing rolling blackouts like other parts of California right now. Um, so, yeah. Um, my dad, everything in my dad's fridge is gone. <laughs> we just went grocery shopping yesterday and then got a, like an alert on our phone that's like, you may experience a rolling blackout. And I was like, bitch, you better don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. Just, <laughs> I just spent a hundred bucks on groceries. Don't you dare. <laughs> I love how you slipped in that flex right there. A hundred dollars on groceries. Nice. <laughs> I mean, there's two people in my household and one no, of them I is a, a large Look. carpenter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, and today we we are welcoming back a guest. Um, he was with us for another uh, Eddie Murphy movie uh, about vampires. Um, welcome back to the podcast, Richard Douglas Jones. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having hello. me. Hi. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, and how are you feeling on a scale of zero to black today? Uh, somewhere between uh, Kamala Harris and uh, <laughs> Jimon Henson. Somewhere in between there. Somewhere oh, there. <laughs> I really feel like I saw Jimon Henson at, at a gas station yesterday. Does he live in <laughs> L.A.? I think he I, does, yeah. I, I'm almost positive I saw him and I was like... Oh, what what do I do? Nothing, bitch. You don't know him. Like I needed mean, <laughs> to just get back in my car. No, uh, you ran. <laughs> no, you should definitely have randomly yelled out, "Give us us free," <laughs> and see and see if he turns around. And you're like, I knew, I knew it was him. I knew it. I would love to be like the the clerk at the gas station when he's like asking for change back. You want your change? Give us us free. Then <laughs> give us us change. Yeah. <laughs> give us us change in all quarters. <laughs> oh, good luck with that these days. I know there's no ain't no change. Ain't no change. I, in I just this gotta country. start buying new clothes instead of doing laundry. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um and tell people where they can find you and what stuff you have coming up uh one of the best places you can find me uh is my weekly podcast black nerd power uh you can find that pretty much anywhere you find podcasts at this point apple google spotify iHeartRadio, a couple of different places Uh, uh you can find us on facebook we're the ones with the blue check you can find us on instagram 
at black.nerd.power and you can find us on twitter at bnp if you're nasty um <laughs> uh, then, yeah my uh my weekly show open mic or something like it i do uh every thursday uh on my facebook live feed that's every uh thursday at nine o'clock central standard time so yeah or central time not standard whatever anyway so yeah that's that's where that's where you can find me you can find me uh on twitch also at black nerd power uh where i play games and curse like a sailor nice (laughs) you are the definition of in these streets Um. (laughs) in in these digital streets that's right right (laughs) um so can you introduce the movie that we're going to talk about today? I am delighted to introduce <laughs> the movie today. Uh, a lot yes. of the curse, a lot of the cursing that I do on Twitch is, is uh, probably because of the, uh, I watched this movie repeatedly as a child. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of cussing in this movie. It's a lot of cursing in this. So much cut. Like there's so much that like you try to watch it like on TNT and you're like, what is the fucking point? What is, <laughs> I think my what? favorite part is that Richard Pryor curses the least. Yeah, like that it's, should yeah. tell you this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> where this he, movie is at. He Him curses, and Red Fox together curse the least. And Della Reese, touched by an angel, curses the yes! most. <laughs> she she Up curses the most. Uh, the movie is uh, Harlem Nights. It was uh, it was released in 1989, and it was written, directed, and executively produced by Eddie Murphy. Uh, yeah. I believe this was his first time directing, and it is it's very much a, a a passing of the torch movie because in this movie you not only see Eddie Murphy, but you see the comedy greats that are uh, Robin Harris, uh, Richard Pryor and uh red fox they are all mm-hmm. in in this movie as well as uh eddie's best friend arsenio hall um mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. his brother charlie murphy oh and yes charlie this is murphy, yeah, yeah this is yeah this is charlie's yeah it's charlie's first movie uh Rest first movie pancakes. for for charlie murphy yeah yes um absolutely hilarious it takes it uh it takes place during uh what most people would be uh consider the harlem renaissance in harlem uh and it's about this man by the name of uh, ray who uh calls sugar ray who runs an after hour spot um and with his uh with his friend benny and his stepson vernest aka quick and uh they have ruffled the wrong feathers and they have to decide how to to deal with it and are they going to stay and fight or are they going to uh try to 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 get out of town and that's that's part of the the charm of the movie is is how they get over on the gangsters and 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 pull basically it's a caper movie that's what they do they you know you get to watch them you know live in that world and then pull off that caper yeah, so I love that we're talking about this movie on the heels of a couple of things. One, you know, we just did uh, an episode um, a little while back about Dolomite is my name. Um, so I love that movie. It's such a great movie. It's we, so yeah, good. We, we loved as, it um, <laughs> as a as a comic. As a comic, it's such a great yes. and like 
the uh the director uh craig brewer is from memphis he's a he's a friend and so like i got to see like as he was shooting it oh that's i got awesome. i got it i got a chance to see it like the like he showed me this like a like two years ago when they first shot he showed me the dailies of um of eddie doing signifying monkey for the first time mm-hmm. and i was i and like i'm going along with it and when i was done i looked at him i was like this is you you got something here and he's like you think? i was like dude was you i was like dude this this is fucking amazing <laughs> and what i the thing is is that dolomite in my name is such a it's it's so packed with like the black comics of that time right yeah so it's just fascinating to see that this is a thing that he just continues to do is like put black comics on in these movies like yeah and like and even even in um even in the other one that we watched um like there were there are tons of black comics in that one as well black Dynamite, right yeah yeah um like uh no but i'm talking about the vampire one vampire vampire in brooklyn yeah vampire in brooklyn like um uh, Ahoy, motherfucker! Oh my god, oh, yeah. John so Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, John Witherspoon. Um, but yeah, this one, Red Fox. Uh, who else? You, did you say with the comics? Red Fox, Richard in? Pryor, Robin Richard Harris. Pryor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Della Reese from Touch by Nature. Arsenio um, Hall. Yeah, Arsenio Arsen- Hall. Yes, Arsenio Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. A a a pre Martin Thomas Michael Ford. Mm-hmm. And. This is the other thing that it's on the heels of, too, is that we've been running a Kickstarter campaign, um, putting together a bunch of uh, short comic book stories, all black noir stories. And again, this movie is is black noir. And so people are kind of wondering what that is. You know, this is this is kind of an a good entry if you're gonna if you want to watch a movie about that. Um, and also, thank you to everybody who has supported the Kickstarter. We have passed our goal. Yay! Um, so yeah, we're now in stretch goals, and it's very exciting. So that the book is for sure going to happen. So thank you to everyone who got the word out and supported us so far on that. Um, but let's get back to Harlem Nights. Okay, so I want to know. You said you watched this when you were a child. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? How old were you? Uh, let's see. If it came out in '89, God, I had to. I don't want. Don't make me do math. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, were you like like, like eleven, a like like like, yes. like, a, like okay. eleven, twelve, thirteen? Like, yeah. And on your own, like, or were you with family? No, God, or? no. I watched it with family. No, like oh, okay. my, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Home no, alone, like, like I'm gonna shoot Jasmine Guy in the face. Yeah, yes. no, I uh, I remember, you know, you get together for like Thanksgiving and like you, you like after you eat food, you don't want to do anything, so you sit and watch a movie. So yeah, we probably mm-hmm. watched Harlem Nights at like Thanksgiving or something. God, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I shouldn't have and don't really care. It's it, but to this day, to this day, it's still like me and one of my dad's favorite movies. Like like. Oh, you gonna shoot me in my pinky toe, huh? Okay, here it is. <laughs> how many times have you seen this movie? I've lost count. I've lost okay. count of how many times I've I've watched Harlem Nights. Because uh, for me, it's very much a, a litmus test. Like if I show it to, like I show it to people, and I'm just like, uh-huh. if you don't laugh at this movie, we can't be fucking friends. Like we can't, <laughs> we we cannot be friends. Like 
nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think right out of the gate, one of my the things that made me laugh out loud is when he described the mobster as a twelve sandwich eaten motherfucker. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, uh-huh. what? Oh my what god! Even... There's a, a similar one in his fight with Della Reese that was like yeah, nine something. You gonna be the nine toe having? You gonna be the nine toe having You don't have to write shit down. I can tell you. He said you gonna be the nine toe having this limping this bitch in Harlem. I will shoot that rusty, crusty, gnawed up motherfucker the fuck off your foot. Yes, yes. Those were the two that I was just like, I get it. Yeah. Beautiful. But the, the, the 12 sandwich eating motherfucker really the big got fat, me immediately. Stank, bloated, 12 sandwich eating, greasy bastard. Yes. Yeah. I, again, I'm by heart. I, yeah, you Word for word. My, like, for me, it's, it just it starts off on such a high note comedically mm-hmm. and just, just throughout the whole thing, it just goes. It's just like, well, where your mama? She dead. Where your dad? Yeah. He dead. Did you yeah. kill him? <laughs> no. <Nah, laughs> they just did. Yeah. <laughs> I, so this is what I thought. I mean, the thing is, is that I felt like he, it, it really feels like it, it's Eddie Murphy wanting a it, to be taken seriously and to have this genre and black actors to be taken seriously. So it's actually like on the more serious side compared to like a lot of the other movies we've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, but again, I feel the same way that I felt about um, vampire in Brooklyn, where it is like the, the comedy parts of this, like, they nail it for me like when it comes to the comedy part you know and the like i would say the movie is very long so my question to you is when you watch this movie do you watch it all the way through every time it's two hours no i've uh, okay if i'm if i'm showing it and then yeah if i'm showing it to someone else then yeah Yeah. i'll watch it all the way through but yeah no just just occasionally pick out your spots (laughs) just occasionally i go to the uh you know when i'm feeling low i just go to the scene where uh you don't accuse me of stealing <laughs> we going That's outside. So good. We going. We going outside. Ain't gonna be no. Ain't gonna be no hard feelings. Yes. It just this movie cured me of my like naivete like really quick within the first twenty minutes because yeah. the first thing was I did not expect him to actually shoot a woman. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, and then he does it again later where like I, yeah. I I watched it happen the second time. I was like, I'm sorry. Did that? Hold on. And I rewound it to be like, no, he did shoot her. Okay. Yes. okay. He, he, he does, in fact, kill Miss Dominique LaRue. He kills her. Yes. He, do, he also punches Della Reese in the face. Yes, Repeatedly. He does. Repeatedly. And then I don't know why. I don't know where my head was at. But like when they were talking about the club and like, you know, they've got the gambling and then they got the girls and the girls came up short. I for a good while <laughs> I was like I don't I didn't get what the girls were. I was like, okay, they've got girls working the club. And then somebody was like the gambling and the fucking and the, the something else. And I was like, oh, oh, uh-huh. that kind of girl. That's right. It just Vera... like I don't it just didn't hit my ear that way. Yeah, Vera was the madam. Yes, <laughs> like... she was. 
I did like that she's wearing almost the exact same outfit, completely different eras, exact same outfit as the madam in Black Dynamite. Like they have the same accessories. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that had very. I'm, I'm sure, sure it influenced. Yeah, it influenced yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's. Got, I got to stay up there till the last trick is gone. How did? Yeah. I'm not going to roll him out of bed to come count your shit. Yes. <laughs> right. Very funny. There's, now there is what I will, I'm going to call a babushka in this movie. Um, okay. Yes. Which a is. A Russian grandmother? <laughs> yes. You know, like, is, isn't that what you call it? That like. Oh, thing a that Russian doll. This, a oh, Russian, Russian doll. doll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a well, thing within a yeah. thing within a thing. Yeah. A thing within a thing. Okay. So the character Tommy. Yes. Tommy Smalls. Yes. His actual name is Tommy. Yeah. What? And then he, and yeah. and he, then he plays Tommy, Tommy and Martin. on Martin. Yeah. <laughs> and in the movie, they call him also an Uncle Tom. Oh. <laughs> wow. That was that was deep. That was real deep. That I was, was like, why? <laughs> That was that was as that was as deep as as like a jet magazine. That's how deep. Beauty that's how of the deep week. that was. Um, <laughs> okay, so when you when you rewatch segments of this movie, what are those segments besides? Yeah, the the one you just mentioned. Um, I love that scene. Uh, I, there's so many. Okay, I, I love the scene in the beginning. The beginning is very is great. Um, if I want the most motherfuckers for my bang bang for my motherfucking buck, then of course I watch the scenes with Red Fox and the Dice. Um, oh my god, his glasses! Can we talk yeah. about his oh glasses? Yeah. God. <laughs> Those are like two uh, inches thick, right. and he wears these like, like down on his nose so that when he gets I'm sorry, his, head I, up, his I'm eyes sorry. are gigantic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got some in my eye. Well, get it the fuck out your eye, you blind motherfucking call the goddamn dice. <laughs> Ain't gonna be too many more motherfuckers. That's <laughs> um, I watched that scene, of course. In, um, most of the scenes in the club I love. The scene with the boxer is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh, scene... Yeah, the stuttering boxer. Yeah. I, um, I had kind of a weird thing with the boxer because I kept thinking... It was strange to me that Richard Pryor's name was Sugar Ray because I kept thinking of Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, but there's also a boxer in this? That's not that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sugar Ray! You notice that um, he stutters over most every words besides... It, the only word he doesn't stutter over is the word nigga. Yeah, uh, he can say that very clearly. <laughs> he he says uh, he says, "Come on, babies." He says that pretty clearly. And then when Danny Aiello is giving him shit, he he makes sure that he says yes, sir, as as clearly as he can. Yeah. Um. Let's see the other scenes again. They're just little jokes that I like. Like when he goes back and tells Ray that he killed Dominique, and he was like, "Damn, was it that good?" And he's like, "Nah, I killed her." He's like, "Damn, was it that bad?" <laughs> Yeah, Jasmine Guy. So Jasmine Guy's in this movie, and I, Jasmine Guy, the moments that they have where they frame her just a look, like it's <laughs> it's so funny Frost, because it's so frosted and like Rita Hayworth looking. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah, and I feel like they're really going for that, but also like the way she delivers her lines in this. Like I don't know where she was at in her career. It just I was like, she. It sounds like. Uh, like if a robot programmed another robot to seduce someone, like well, <laughs> like, in in all fairness, 
conservatively half of her lines are her letting people in and out of doorways where she's always just like come in won't you like that's half of her script uh-huh. <laughs> to I me guess- it feels like it it feels very much like a style choice i think she was yeah. very much channeling mm-hmm. the the actresses of of that day like the early mm-hmm. hollywood starlets that's that's what it feels like she was channeling for sure i i was <laughs> confused uh and questioning the amount of times they accuse her of potentially using voodoo and then it never actually comes up but they're just like that voodoo bitch like she's gonna get you put put a root on you what do you mean put a root what the hell (laughs) yeah i heard about this one guy who had a spell his dick was this tiny as (laughs) yeah right Oh, um, yeah, but and then the uh, one of the other scenes that I like is when they're they're at the house, and Ray is like, "You need to go talk to her. You need to apologize." And like you you see, like that Vera and Quick really do have like this this sort of like maternal son you know mother son relationship because she's just I just love that little low boy and it's just yeah. like wow. And then even within that scene, her and Benny going back. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> got my also, mouth got my mouth all set for orange juice. Ain't nothing but a swallow <laughs> left in the glass. That's one of my dad. That's one of my dad's favorites. Yeah, I feel like I've heard black people say that, and and didn't realize that they were quoting anything. <laughs> I it just makes sense. The phrase makes sense. Got yeah. my mouth all set for some orange juice. It just. Ain't but a swallow left in the glass. That I'm just uh would like to point out that bread was thick as fuck. Um, it was the bread that she was making that sandwich. I was like, who's gonna bite into that? <laughs> it was Texas toast level, but it was like yeah. thicker. Like, yeah, Texas toast kind of smushes down. But that looked like like when I make sourdough. That's uh-huh. the level of like thickness that we're looking at. It was and she's got two slices of yeah, it. That's that depression Huge. level bread. That's what that. Was. <laughs> there you go. They were like, if we don't eat these thick ass slices, we might starve. Fun fact, uh, only because we had to do a whole episode on bread on another show. uh, (laughs) This is only a few decades after bread making was automated. So this would have been some of the first store-bought bread that you could have. And it would have naturally been a little bit thicker uh, Mm -hmm. just because it is kind of, they they hadn't quite figured out slicing bread yet super well. uh, And all of their bread was mostly square and jet puffed. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So there might be a reason, like, it might just be so authentic, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering, because, you know, there's that phrase, it's like the best thing since sliced bread. And like, yeah. and there is a comic who has a joke about that, like, uh, because he rides a roller coaster that like was created the year before sliced bread was made. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, this is not, that's not good. It's, you shouldn't be advertising this fact. <laughs> Well, bread was not necessarily something like you could go to a baker potentially if you had one near to you. But like if you went to a grocery store, you couldn't just buy bread off the shelves until like 1918 ish. Mm -hmm. So and this is only within the movie about 15 years after that. So just bread in general would be kind of new. Imagine Mm -hmm. in their world, bread is our kombucha. Like, had you heard of kombucha 10 years ago? No. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would like to talk about one of my favorite scenes, which actually is completely unnecessary to the plot, in my opinion. But it's <laughs> I I'm so happy it's in there, and it's everything Arsenio Hall does. Um, <laughs> when he is crying in the back of that car, I it was, I was like, he's lost his brother, and I can't stop laughing about it, <laughs> and crying yeah. with like with an Uzi, like what. That is the funniest. That is the I funniest. I love it. Shit. I love it. I, so I think funny. Arsenio was like, if he ain't gonna put me in one scene in this movie, because suppose you know that's his boy. That's yeah. his boy, and it's just like you ain't gonna put me in but one scene in this movie. Okay, I got okay one scene, nigga. I got you. I got you. Okay. I I felt like they must have put fake tears on him because his oh, face is yeah, they did. so yeah, wet. yeah, <laughs> like, and, so wet. And, it's such a funny like it just keeps getting better because you know when they're shooting him and they've got like automatic weapons but then the driver has just like the pistol and he's just like every like 30 shots they have pew pew it's so (laughs) funny (laughs) my favorite was as Arsenio Hall I I guess we think dies uh, Uh assuming dies (laughs) right before he collapses down on the street he's just like asshole and then and he, yeah he, yeah 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 he dies he dies and farts that's the oh i didn't hear that yeah oh, no, he oh that's farts. so funny asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that and he's only he doesn't even have a, a name credited in this he's credited as crying man <laughs> literally if you look on imdb he's credited as crying man yeah. and i'm like he could have given him a name because he was clearly this dude's brother you know like yeah. he could have called tommy's brother or like, yeah. just... oh, oh the comedy <laughs> of it where they hit the brakes and they hits the trigger and they they you know, yes <laughs> oh yeah and it shoots the friend yeah. in the front seat yes yes that was so great <laughs> quick what is your page? What was your favorite scene? Oh, that? the fight with Della Reese in the beginning. That like yeah. it sets the tone for the movie. It goes on way longer than you expect it to, but that mm-hmm. makes it even funnier. For me, it was one of those jokes where like it just keeps heightening and heightening and heightening and heightening, and then he shoots her toe off, and you're just like, yeah. "That's not where I expected this to yeah, end." Yeah, at all, outside. ever. <laughs> and her just the the things she says to him she is just the meanest filthiest and i was just like i'm here for this i can uh-huh. never watch touched by an angel again and i don't care that's <laughs> why so that's great. that's why most black people couldn't get down with that show they're like you uh, don't nobody <laughs> don't nobody buy you as a saint nigga like we saw harlem nights bro what are you what are you talking about you <laughs> You was just talking about throwing pussy up in the air. What? Oh, that's so. She. Oh my God, she did say that. Pussy's oh, so yeah. good. You throw up. Throw in it the up air, in the air. Turn the sunshine. That's right. That was a. That was a young Leela Rashawn. Oh yeah, Leela Rashawn. Okay, so is when is Leela Rashawn gonna get a good man? I mean, from waiting oh. to exhale. Oh poor thing. <laughs> I know this. I mean, like between this and waiting to exhale, her whole life is just a man in a full leather outfit throwing oranges at her. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Paul Lee Rashawn, Eddie Murphy talking about a jacked up feet. <laughs> oh. 
Sunshine converted him to Baptist. I ain't what he said. I ain't never heard no pussy no, good enough to make a man change gods. <laughs> uh, what do we think of the white people in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> they're exactly what they're supposed to be. They're not. Nah, <laughs> I, I'm going to say this is the most mild-mannered mod boss I've ever seen. Like, when he put his hand down on that piano and he just slammed it into the piano, I was like, oh, that's all he's going to do? Uh-huh. Oh, you've got a nice <laughs> boss. <laughs> like, he's just calmly like, why don't you go kill him, please? Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> yeah, nah, Danny Aiello is pretty on brand. That's that's about what we're used to from Danny Aiello. <laughs> It's like, yeah, occasional in bombs and, and random yelling. Yep, that's Danny Aiello all day. Yeah, nah, yeah was, I mean, he was great. Was there anybody? I was trying to think, was there anybody in this movie that was white that wasn't a cop? Like, or, uh, or, a, or a mob boss? Yeah, no. a mob boss. Yeah. No, it's just one crooked cop, two cops that we don't learn enough about to know if they're mm-hmm. crooked or not, and then a mob boss. The, and the bag man. Oh, and the bagman. You're right. You know what? Who looks did too I... much like the detective? So for a hot minute, I was like, "Are they? Did they? No. Did they give a line at all to a white woman in this movie? Oh no, no. I don't even think there is. Is there a white? There woman? Are, I think I, they I, are I dancing at the um, pity whatever what is this club called? His club is called <laughs> um, the the mob boss. His, he has a club. What is it called? Yeah. Pit, the pity pit pat, pat or something. Something like, that. something like that they're yeah. there dancing but the a white woman does not speak in this entire movie no not, nope. not that i saw i don't think what wow I'll tell you what didn't miss it <laughs> <laughs> page said it page said it <laughs> page, look, page page said it first that's it's like in waiting for ex- <laughs> it's like in, in waiting to exhale where the only line a white woman says is sir i have those reports and then she just gets slapped clean across yeah. the face <laughs> get away from me bitch yeah. <laughs> here's my question to you richard because i know you love this movie so much do you are you able to look at this as a fan of movies overall or do you just see this as like this is my favorite movie like don't nobody talk shit about it i'm able to look at it as a fan of movies overall because normally i kind of hate everything yeah what is your critique of this it it could it could stand to be about a half an hour shorter yeah. Um, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It could stand to be about a half an hour shorter. Um, uh-huh. I didn't. I I didn't like that they just ran. I I wanted them to fight yeah. more. Um, oh, like they left town. Like that's yeah. how it resolved is them mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if they were going to leave town, uh, show them setting up wh- where they were go- wherever they landed, wherever they were going to set. Right. Up. If they were going right. to go down to like run a spot down in like New Orleans or whatever show you know that that i, I would have liked some sort of epilogue in that regard yeah um but yeah i really don't have a whole lot of critiques about it because like basically this was just fan fiction that's all it was and so mm-hmm. in 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 that regard like you said it was black noir fan fiction so in that regard he he as far as we know he stayed you know as true to the period as he could um mm-hmm. and then yeah just 
joke after joke after joke it it uh, all of the comedy beats hit really well there's a, not only are there big jokes but there's there's little subtle jokes in there a la like uh in coming to america when he tells her to bark like a dog mm-hmm. and he he breaks the fourth wall and does a take to the audience you know just mm-hmm. those kind of little little mm-hmm. joke nuggets that are that are littered kind of throughout the movie um but yeah if i had to like i said if i had to do anything yeah make it about a half hour shorter yeah um yeah because the thing is is that this movie was like criticized so heavily do you think that that has mostly to do with the fact that people were really expecting like a hard comedy rather than something as serious as this is yeah i mean that's gonna happen because first of all this is the first time that eddie murphy is both writing and directing a movie so they're gonna it's gonna be under that lens because again this is 1989 this is eddie 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 murphy is on top of the world so you know as 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 such haters are gonna hate the 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 sharks are coming (laughs) the shark seriously the sharks are swimming and they're looking for this guy to kind of fail so so yeah i absolutely believe the criticism was going to be harsh uh and they were going to look at it yeah because it's eddie murphy they were expecting something way more upbeat way more slapsticky uh which is weird because by this point he had done beverly hills cop and 48 hours and all that other stuff so you know the the action comedy that i don't know yeah it just it should have been i think people wanted it to be bigger mm-hmm. and rely a little bit more on physicality uh than it than it did because this is this is there's a lot of talking heads in this in this movie that's really yeah. what it is and it, it's not action-driven comedy like some of his other stuff is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm curious Paige, uh, what are your thoughts as a film nerd um i i agree the thing that i think got to me was the length mm-hmm. um and i do think you're right i think people were expecting more of kind of a bombastic physical comedy and what they got was almost what we would probably call a dramedy today where it is a a serious you know noir it is a serious caper movie and those comedic moments are smaller and conversational and then you have one or two scenes like the one with Della Reese where it's you know absurd it's off the wall and it's you know we're spending some real time there and i feel like that's where that's where that 30 minutes of time is like best used as far as like time i would pull out of the movie i feel like there's a lot of other conversations in the movie that go on for a long time that don't further the plot a ton and don't have a ton of jokes that's what i would cut and i feel like those are the scenes that if you pulled them out you would be left with like a 90 minute movie that is tight and hilarious i think people probably expected the equivalent of like a who framed roger rabbit as far as like Mm. a goofy noir Mm -hmm. and what they got was a much smarter noir Mm -hmm. um that doesn't in a way it's almost like you struggle to place it in your mind as you're watching it where there's not really much else like it and that's not a bad thing it just when people don't have that context i think it makes it a little bit difficult for them to immediately jump into this movie um as opposed to if it had been kind of more goofy right and i think i think the interesting thing is is um you know so like the events in this are like obviously not historical but they are loosely based on historical facts which are that 
there were black clubs that were like pushed out by other people that just like colluded with cops and got black cubs yeah, shut Italian, down right yeah, Ita- yeah with right. the italian mob absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so um and you know like who's gonna do that story i mean it's kind of like um in some ways like people being shown a version of history that is is very real and they probably didn't realize existed and they you know that it even happened like i you know the thing with um with watchmen you know, the series starting off with the Tulsa bombings, right? Again, you have you have writers and people in the entertainment industry presenting people with the, like a, a thing that actually happened, right? And there's some aspect yep. of which you can't make all of that funny. You can you can show the funny moments. You can, you know, make comedy and some of that, but some of that you have to show the real dirt that was done so that people know (laughs) this kind of reminded me a little bit of uh the movie suicide squad hear me out (laughs) okay uh so when i saw the movie suicide squad it was very clearly two different movies trying to exist in the same movie uh we had a kind of more straightforward you know superhero movie nothing really special about it but then we had elements of almost like a gritty Tarantino-esque superhero movie and what we really kind of needed was one or the other either it needed to be all of this in gritty violent insanity or it just needed to be a straightforward superhero movie that was gonna do okay but not amazing and I think we kind of see the same with this movie where we have a very compelling story from a dramatic standpoint where I am all here for a hard gritty crime drama about black clubs being pushed out by the italian mob that is inherently exciting and dramatic and interesting to watch and then on the other hand we've got comedic actors being funny in a situation that is inherently kind of serious and i feel like people probably left this movie either wanting a full-blown comedy or wishing they could just watch the drama version of this movie. And I think that's kind of the trickiness with it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, favorite character for everybody. Favorite characters in this movie. God, I, gotta I, I know it's Della. <laughs> Is it Della? Well, no, I, I actually no. really liked Benny. I thought I thought Benny was really funny. Um, yeah, that's mine. If I got to pick yeah. one, Benny. Yeah. 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 Mine is the parrot who calls Delarisa fat bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that as an option. Oh. Uh, uh, fat bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, every time I see parrots like that in movies, it reminds me of I. I saw the most Caucasian thing on TV one time where this couple was getting married and they hired a macaw to greet people as they came into the wedding where there was just a bird at the front of the church that was like, welcome. And I was like, why? Why do you pay $15,000 for this or whatever? Because I can. Because I can. Uh, But oh, yeah, the bird chewed on the scenery, stole every scene. So good. Also, I do agree. Kids do bring bad luck. Um. 
I when, <laughs> I almost wondered if he had specifically like I'm gonna make this kid stay. Like I'm gonna uh -huh. definitely get my money, and then it it was not necessarily that. But I was like, that would have been funny too. I also felt like there was so many, you know, like there were so many insults towards fat people in this that I was just like, when he made the nutty professor, <laughs> was like, was that penance or like I've got more in me? Like I've got. <laughs> I've got more of these jokes. I got more of these 12 sandwich jokes to lay on these people. I, was, like, I don't know, because he does, <laughs> you know, he does two nutty professors and then he does Norbit. So that's true. <laughs> like fat people, there's always more to love. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If is what is a scene or line that you wish you had come up with? The nine toe bitch for me that, that's the one that i'm like i would have never thought of that and and for that i will never be as good as eddie murphy ever uh my absolute favorite line is from benny when he said angle beat to me the more motherfuckers that's that that one <laughs> that one gets me every single time it's just every time it just uh oh uh, it's just mm, just the timing on it and everything just mm -hmm. uh, and and, he's, and then the visuals of it with the glasses and he's looking at I ain't gonna be too many more motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the exact perfect camera angle to see straight up those glasses yeah, yeah. where his eyes are just like <laughs> huge in his face and i'm sure he probably like opened them a little wider to make it even funnier but Oh man, <laughs> such a crazy look. You could tell he had a ball. That was uh, actually yeah. his last movie. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I love the scene where, you know, the option is you discover this guy who's just been shot three times mm -hmm. and just leave, run out of the room. Or I could tell him, I think I'm going to leave uh, and let you have some space. Think about who you made mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's review this movie. So, you know, actually we forgot to review, we forgot to give our like final review of Blackest King. Oh, which oh, everybody knows. Picks, okay, duh. yeah, we give it five hair. Okay. <laughs> so, but we always do it out of five hair picks. So, Richard, I'm going to ask you first. What what was your what do you give this movie out of five hair picks? Out of five hair picks, I'm giving it a five. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I figured. Okay, Paige, you? Uh, I'm going to be more around a three and a half, just because I love both halves of this movie. I want a whole movie of each half, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, With sure. the same people, that's totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I, I think I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm about a three and a half, four. I, especially after watching Dolomite as my name, I, I'm so, I'm so concerned with slash obsessed with black people making a thing out of love and yeah. this is clearly to me like whether people liked it or not it's clearly something that was made out of love by for Eddie sure Murphy. oh for like, sure like you can just see it. it too yeah yeah and and as a platform for all of his friends to like make money and like you know be on screen in a way that you 
would never or hadn't seen black people on screen like when do you get to see black people on screen with guns and like yeah. looking fly you know what yeah. i mean like they look fly as fuck um so like fashion wise this gets right. a five out of five hair oh, picks for me yeah fashion and set design this gets five hair picks for yeah. sure it's beautifully yeah. shot and he's legitimately paying homage to to his you know masters as it were mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, those are the two there wouldn't be an Eddie Murphy if it wasn't for Red Fox and, and Richard mm-hmm. Pryor. And he and he knows it. And so yeah, this is this is very much his way of of you know, giving them their, their props, giving them their their flowers as it were. Right. Uh, because like I said, uh this would this would end up being Red Fox's uh last movie and in the middle of production, this is when uh Pryor's MS first starts to kind of set in. Like they're all kind of mm. stories about how to kind of keep it together. He would have to Richard Pryor would have to hold like a big lighter in his hand to kind of keep his hand from shaking and right before they'd roll, Eddie's like, You gotta Rich, you, you gotta get that out of your hand. Yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. I mean it, it's it's so great to see what he did in in this particular movie because i mean the thing is is that i don't even know if this particular genre or like you know like cops and robbers type thing even is my thing if i were going to recommend anybody watch a movie that is like that i would say watch this movie because i would rather people watch black people you know, and watch the, you know, and watch like Eddie Murphy and all these amazing actors like tell this story than another one that is like a dime a dozen. Yeah, like this agreed. felt unique. I mean, like definitely, I will be watching some of these scenes uh, over again because it's so so funny. And I know I missed stuff on the first round, so I'm going I'm going to like best of highlights. Um, I I'm really glad you recommended this. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm I'm always a fan of of going back and exploring the time period that that introduced the word honky into our lexicon. I'm always. <laughs> And oh, where did oh. Jigs go? Because uh... yeah, uh, <laughs> where did where did Jigs go? Jigs is yeah. a good one, but yeah, honky honky's a good one too. Oh my goodness! Do you know about the etymology of that word, Paige? I do not. Glad to hear it. It's one All of right. my favorite white slurs. All right, so here's where that comes from. Honky, the term honky comes from again from around this time in like the Harlem Renaissance, where um. Uh, white men would go and patronize black brothels, but instead of coming up to the door and ringing the bell like a proper gentleman, they would sit in their cars and honk their horns, and the madam would send a girl out to them. So, That's thus, annoying as hell. honkies. <laughs> so they're scrubs. <laughs> yeah, they are scrubs. I have neighbors who will like honk to get their kids down to the car to go to school in the morning and it drives well not anymore because they don't go but you know uh back before coronavirus it used to drive me insane so this just explains my general level of annoyance with most white people i think mm-hmm. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah that'd do it i feel like i need to watch it again and i feel like i will catch more the second time around because mm-hmm. i do think it is one of those movies where the first time through you're really trying to kind of track the story and once you know what the story is you can kind of relax into those longer conversational scenes where i'm sure there are like 
gems of stuff that you missed the first time around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, the the scene between Benny and Vera where they're yelling back and forth in the kitchen is again mm-hmm. just one of those, just one of those little <laughs> nuggets. It's like, well, ain't no hashing eggs in here. It's just tuna fish. You want me to make some tuna fish? If, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see Paige. do you have anything coming up this week uh so this week i'm on cult podcast as usual um but this comes out on wednesday this coming monday i am also on horror virgin and the week after we are launching romancing the pod the new show where we watch romantic comedies and comment on them so uh, you can check all that out on most of my social media at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. Nice. Put sprung on that list. Sprung? Oh, the, the com- uh, romantic comedy? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm going to make them, Crystal, you have to come on. You have to come on so I can make these white boys watch Waiting to Exhale. It'll be great. <laughs> Is Waiting to Exhale a romantic comedy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like any any movie where Angela Bassett is burning up a car is that yeah, movie that qualifies. That movie is uh, great and hilarious. It we enjoyed funny. it immensely. I I still long for a a a cinematic delivery as good as Angela Bassett's. Get your oh. shit. Yeah. Yes. Which Oof. I never realized until i finally watched it that that is delivered to a closet yes uh, there is yes. not a person in that scene <laughs> that whole monologue is amazing <laughs> like if people aren't doing that at auditions then i don't know what because it's so good <laughs> all right well this has been uh, very fun and thank you so much you guys follow richard douglas jones watch the show uh, you know, heckle him on Twitch. Um, <laughs> Do that. Yeah, and we'll be black next time. <laughs> <laughs>